0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Golden Walkman Magazine. My name is David Walker, one of the editors, bringing you the very first issue of 2018, and it's fiction. It's a great story by Cleopatra Lim titled Through a Train Window. And the reason why we really love this story was because of its heartbreaking portrayal of a disease that far too many people face and are affected by. And it's up until the very last lines, you just you just get this sense of uh, of fighting off an inheritance that no one really asks for, and what that means. So it'll make more sense when you hear it. But I hope you enjoy this. This is Cleopatra Lim's story through a train window.
1: Cleopatra Lim reading through a train window. It's all such a blur, my mom said in the train the other day. She was looking out the window at the plains and fields of grass and wheat that we were speeding away from that it looked like a jumbled up, mumbled sentence. Like the way she talks when she's looking for something, or someone, or some way to come back. Life's a blur and I'm already wearing glasses. She looks at me expectantly now, as if I should know how to decipher anything she says and react exactly how she wants me to, because she starts to throw things when I don't understand and can't react with a smile and a yes, Jolene. Her name is Jolene now, not Emmeline or Patricia or Sapphire like it was a month, a week, a day ago. It's hard for me to keep up with who she is and how many children she has, in who I am. Every other day when I get home in my little nook on 114th Street, I make myself look in the mirror above the sink and stare into my eyes and lips and nose and repeat, Maggie, 22, poet, part-time bartender, two siblings, Trish and Brandon, one parent, Laurel Hopkins. Seven times until I think I can make it through another day and a half until I have to forget again. I think I could be an actress by now. Probably Emma Watson. So far, we've gone through eight names and twelve weeks and too many personalities. Twelve weeks ago, I was a starting intern at Wallace and Pratt, and I finally had it going all good and I was going to go to law school and I was drinking a lukewarm chai latte when I got the call. Mommy, I think I made a fire. Help. My mom called me mommy and her stove and oven nearly melted off the wall and suddenly my deposit for law school expired. She called me mommy. She's not allowed to touch the stove anymore. I make chili for the both of us and we eat together because she sometimes forgets that she's already eaten and will get up at 3 a.m. for cheese puffs. And she calls me Mommy quite often now, unless she's calling me Steve, which I think was my father, or Pinocchio, because she thinks I'm lying about being her daughter. I like to think that I'm a good daughter. Maybe a good daughter wouldn't be doing this now riding a train with her half-dead, half-insane mother to Long Island to shove her inside a retirement facility and be done with this crap. But I've done my part for twelve weeks like a good daughter, calling her Jolene and smiling keenly and doing my Steve grunts and my Marlee struts. I've grunted and strutted my way to doctors all over New York and given Jolene all kinds of pills and treatments and acted like the mommy paying for her hospital bills and caretakers with my law school tuition. So I've done enough, I'll say. And I don't even see Brandon or Trish anywhere near here. And anyways, they've always been those same cold-hearted, spoiled little brats taking the last gumdrop in my stash. She turns to me now, with her eyebrows bunched together, and her tongue sticking out like she's a toddler who lost her pacifier, and she makes noise like, Ooga Baba! She'll do this for five more minutes until she's back to normal, or at least what her new normal is now. If I wasn't so fucking sick of this, I would say this was at least a bit funny, how she's maybe thirty times the age of a large baby, but perfectly seems like one now. Maybe life is a blur, and it moves so fast that some people can't see the 70 years that have passed them long ago, and they still feel like little infants at times. Winona, you better thank your lucky stars you were homesick September 11th. I heard there was a flood that day. She takes my hand in hers and grips it tightly, but I feel her hand on my throat and it's choking me, I'm dying of strangulation. I wanted mom to be happy. But who was to say she was happy here? And I wasn't happy like this. Nothing prepared me for mom who didn't remember who I was and didn't know what I was doing in her house. School didn't. Books didn't. And mom certainly didn't. She used to be so smart too knew all about the Vietnam War and the World Wars and the fluctuations in our economy and why the ocean was blue and the first seven lines of Pascal's triangle. And it's all the more freaky now, because she's incoherent and she's confused about simple words and can't do anything herself, even though she once did everything as a single mom and because she just seems so plain dumb to me. I know it's a disease, and I know it's not my fault, or her fault, or Steve's fault, or even just chance. It's like cells and proliferation and science and life moves like a blur so we didn't even see it until it happened and it got too deep for us to climb out. I can't even look at her now though. Her wrinkles are deep set into lines like, like the streets she'd walk at night, until I'd get a call from the police station and her lips that thin out like the patience I wear, and her auburn eyes that I thought were once so clear and full of curiosity and thought and experience that are now just two bottomless pits stuck onto her face. So I have to close my eyes a lot now, and do grunts without opening them, and take trains to Long Island so I can finally open them once more. I need to stop being other people and stop smiling keenly and strutting around and finding her on the bathroom floor with cheese puffs and forgetting who I am. We know now look the deer Oh you missed it Wait Oh I turn my face away from her I whisper Maggie 22. Poet. Part-time bartender. Two siblings, Trish and Brandon. Hi, I'm Cleopatra Lim, and I'm gonna talk a little bit about my fiction piece, Through a Train Window. I actually wrote this on a three-hour train ride to Boston. I remember being curled up in my seat with my laptop in front of me. I remember looking out the window. I remember trees and plains and buildings and entire lengths of towns, but they all just seemed like one big blur to me. It was a curious thing for me and it seemed very characteristic of human life and the way m- life moves so quickly that when you stop one day to look back at it, it's like this big blur of just time. And so time was what I started with, but as Maggie and her mother were formed, it became a story about responsibility and the extents of filial love. It's a heartbreaking story from both sides. You know, for Laurel, it's Alzheimer's and it's abandonment. In Maggie's case, it's giving up a future and playing along so well that you forget who you are. In the end, Maggie chooses to forget her mother rather than forget herself. And what I think is interesting is that maybe one day, Maggie will wake up and realize that her life has never stopped moving and that it's really been like a blur. So to those listening, remember, life is like looking at a train. One second, you'll see the Brooklyn Bridge, and then the next time you look, You'll be in the middle of Providence.
0: So I hope you enjoyed this issue of Golden Walkman magazine. My name is David Walker. I'm one of the editors. Joey Gould is another editor. Our theme music comes from Jumbo Jazz and it is titled Butterfly. And um, we're going to be back with new stuff in February, and not only poetry, which is our next issue, but we're also going to have our dialogue starter issue, and that is music meant to inspire new writing, and yeah, it's new music. It's it's different music than we've previously published, and yeah, I, I love it. I love the fact that we have so many different genres getting published and inspiring new stuff, and I want to keep that going so if you're a musician or you know a musician who has different styles of music than what we've had or you think it would be a good fit or instrumental music is what we're looking for um, send it our way if you want to become a contributor go to goldwalkmag.com read out how to do that and you know we're looking for all types of different stuff again we still want some more craft essays i think we have one or two in the pipeline, so our call worked, um, but we wanna, we wanna have more, so craft essays. We also are doing current events, so that's under tapes from the outside. And yeah, we're going to have our, our next chapbook contest in the summer, so look out for that as well. Um, that's all I got for you right now, so see you in February and hope to hear from you soon.